0: Uh, This morning, uh, I want to briefly talk about uh, uh, the fact that uh, you are loved, you are loved, wherever you are, I just want you to say to yourself, I am loved, just say it, say I am loved, if you are with somebody, tell the person that you are loved, you know, I don't know how convincing that statement is to you. I don't know if um, that statement is heavy, if it made any difference, or if it freaked your heart, or if, if, if it made you feel better. I don't know, but I want you to understand that it's not by feeling, but you are loved. You are loved. You are loved. You know, one of the uh, uh, attributes of God is that we all uh, kind of agree with is the fact that God is loved and God loves we agree with it, we believe it. If you tell anybody uh, that God is love, the person will be quick to tell you, yes, God is love. But the challenge is the same thing, is one thing that is most widely doubted. By the time you tell somebody that God loves you, they begin to wonder, they begin to ask questions. Does God really love me? Does God really love me? Because at times we just look at our situation, we look at our circumstances, we look at our experiences. We look at some things that we have not been able to accomplish or the things that are happening in other people's lives. And then we want to compare it with ourselves. So we want to easily believe that God loves them oh, more than us. You know, But it is exactly attribute So this morning, I'm saying to you that that you are loved you are loved in first john chapter 3 verse 1 it says see, see how very much our father loves you it says see how very much our father loves you you know a, a lot of times our experiences with people or maybe our own father here on earth our earthly relationship they affect how we see God. some of us don't have a, a healthy relationship with our father some of us we have fathers that are absent. Some of us we have fathers that we looked up to. They disappointed us. Some of us we have fathers that are great. We have fathers, some of us that uh, speak wrongly into our lives, and then somehow that things are reflections of who God, of what God's law is to us. It affects how we see Him, but. John chapter 3 says, "See how very much, very, very much our father loves us. He said, for he calls us his children. And that is what we are. He said, God loves us to the extent that he calls you his son. He calls you his daughter. And he says, that is who you are. That's what the Bible says. He says, you are his son. You are his daughter. You are the apple of his eyes. Why? Because he loves you. He loves you and he said that is what we are he said but the people who belong to this world don't recognize that they don't recognize what they don't recognize that we are god's children because they don't know him so Bible specifically said it here that unbelievers believers don't recognize that you are a child of god so if you are waiting for approval if you are waiting for affirmation if you are waiting for if you are waiting uh, that your approval or your validation or your affirmation will come from an unbeliever that you are a child of God or that God love loves you, then you are making a mistake. The Bible says that they don't know. They don't know. When Jesus came and said he was the son of God, you know, uh, uh, people will ask questions and say, God does not have a wife. How can he have a son? They couldn't understand, they crucified him. They tore their clothes. Uh, the priest tore his uh, garments uh, because they could not understand anybody that does not have God. He says they don't because they don't know Him. Anybody that does not know God cannot understand your relationship with God. Cannot understand the fact that God's love, God loves you. Cannot understand the fact that God calls you His daughter, His son. So, if before now your thoughts, your plans, your validation, your affirmation has been based on what unbelievers say about you. I want you to get it straight from the scripture that the Bible says they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know. They don't understand your relationship with the Father. So don't base your your, your acceptance of God's love on what an unbeliever says or what an unbeliever does. He says that you are God very much loves you and he calls you his child, he calls you his son, he calls you his daughter. And people of this world, they don't know because they can not recognize that they don't know because they don't know God. Hallelujah. So this morning, I'm saying to you, undoubtedly, that God loves you. You are loved of God you are loved of God. You are loved of God. You see, irrespective of how you feel, irrespective of what you do, in John 3, chapter, uh, uh, chapter 3, verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that He gave. You see, when you read that uh, particular scripture, uh, most times when you read it, you, you, you don't put yourself in that context. Because you are, you are you are now born again. You see the world as an unbeliever. But don't forget that you were once an unbeliever. The world that he was referring to was every single person that at the point were an unbeliever. At the point you were strangers. At the point you were foreigners. The Bible says that for God so loved, He, gave. he loved you when you were a sinner. He loved you when you didn't know anything. And to express that love, he gave to express that love he gave, and what did he give? He gave his only begotten son. He didn't just give him. He came. He was brutalized. He was beaten black and blue, and he was nailed to the cross. He was brutalized. He was beaten, and he was nailed to the cross. Why? Just because of you. For this is how God. This is energy. He said, "For this is how God." God, God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. He said this is how he loved the world. This is how he loved you. you did not know him? This is how he showed his love and he showed it by giving himself, by giving his son, the one and only, to be beaten, to be disgraced, to be spat on. Why? Because he loves you god loves you god loves you so i want you to understand that fact and the same thing in, in in romans in the book of romans chapter 5 he declares also in the book of romans chapter 5 in verse 8 he says but god showed his great love for you god showed his great love for you by sending Christ christ would die. If he doesn't love you, he will not do all this. So if you are doubting his love, if you are doubting his love based on what you are going through, I want you to know that even before you knew him, before you came to him, before you confessed him as Lord and Savior, he did all this. Why? Because he loved you. Because his love for you is everlasting. He showed his love by giving himself. You know, at times some people may ask and say, Are you sure God loves you? Because you want to look at your way of life. You want to see that you are not fit. You want to say you are impure. You want to say you have indulged in so many things, so many things that you cannot count. But God is not counting your sin against you. God is not reckoning your sin against you. He sees that He loves you while you were yet a sinner and to express that love in the Son. What again do we want? We need to allow that to sink into our hearts. We need to allow that to reflect in us. You see, His love for us is unconditional. His love for us does not... He it doesn't, it doesn't love you more because of what you do. He doesn't love you, love you less because of what you don't do. Because when He loved you and gave His Son, it was not based on what you did. So don't come and, uh, and be forming uh, a, a performance Christian. Don't come as a child of God or as a believer and the be thinking that you must do something to be loved more by God. Or what you have done or your, the mistake you have made that He has reduced God's love towards you. You know, like when something happens to you, you begin to think maybe it's because I lied uh, or I didn't pay my tax or I didn't do this. That's why God is punishing me. No. God is not like that. He is not such a father. He loved you unconditionally, irrespective of what you do, irrespective of what you did not do. You cannot make him love you more because he has loved you with all the love that he has. Remember, Reverend teaching the other day, uh, 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 some months or some years back, uh, he was talking about uh, uh, John the Beloved. He said it was not Jesus that said, John that I love it was john the beloved that said that he is the beloved of jesus you know god does not love anybody more than the other person so don't look at the life of somebody and say because things are happening or things are happening or because things are, are looking up for that person god loves that person more than you know god does not love anybody more than you he loves us all equally because when he loved us and he sent his son to die for us we were all sinners we were all sinners it wasn't based on our performance so he cannot love you more he cannot love anybody less he loves us equally hallelujah he loves us equally irrespective of what you do or what you have not done hallelujah we give him praise (laughs) thank you father thank you for your love towards us thank you because you love us and your love is unwavering your love is constant your love is unwavering and your love is constant. thank you for loving us irrespective of our shortcomings irrespective of our faithfulness we give you praise, we give you glory hallelujah let's quickly look at the book of Luke I'm just going to do a quick read the book of Luke chapter 8 and verse 40. I'm sure um, we, we all know this story so let's just quickly look at it It says on the other side of the lake, the crowd welcomed Jesus because they had been waiting for him. Then a man named Jairus, a leader of the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come home with him. His only daughter, who was about 12 years old, was dying and Jesus went with him. He was surrounded by the crowd. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years. With constant bleeding, and she found she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. Everyone denied it. And Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus said, Someone deliberately touched me, for I felt healing power go out from me. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her feet, to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd had her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. The daughter, he said to her, Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Hallelujah. It's a very interesting story, so, but let's look at it from a different perspective. Uh, this morning. Here is Jairus, that the doctor is dying. And here is the woman of the issue of blood for 12 years, that she was also dying gradually. Two people, almost in the same ship, almost in the same boat, dying at that point. Jairus walked up to Jesus and said, come and assist me, come and help me. And the Bible records that Jesus walked with Jairus, going home to go and assist Jairus, and then he stopped when he was touched. Have you wondered what would have been going on in Jairus' mind? My daughter is at the point of death. My daughter had some few minutes, some few hours, some few uh, uh, moments to leave. My daughter's case is urgent and important, and here the master, Jesus, that has agreed to go and kill my daughter, is stopping on the way, is wasting time. Will you allow my daughter to just die? Why are you stopping? Why do you want to attend to somebody else? You know, he could have so much concern as the father that loved the daughter. You know, but yet, Jesus stopped. But why did Jesus stop? Jesus stopped because a woman had touched her damage. Who is this woman? This is a woman that had been bleeding for 12 years. This is a woman that has been ostracized from the society. You know, when you bleed like that, the the, the religious people, they cut you off from society. They declare that you are unclean. Unclean means you cannot even sit on the chair and somebody else will sit there. Unclean means that you cannot come in, in, in the midst of the crowd, you cannot come for village meeting, you cannot come for church service, you cannot stay around family. Unclean means that for 12 years, this woman did not have anybody to hug her, did not have anybody to love her, did not have anybody to kiss her, for 12 years she did not feel the torture of another human, for 12 years she had difficulty in, 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 in coming around people, she had difficulty in flowing, she was a lunar. the society ostracized her, she was a loner, Even at that point, if she has testimony, she had nobody to share. If she had things, she had nobody to share with. Why? Because the society said that because you are bleeding, because you are bleeding, we have decided that you are not fit to have a friend. You are not fit. To have a lover. You are not fit for 12 years to have somebody shake your hands. Up. So for 12 years she was without the feel of another human. She only looked from afar. And afar where she could not be seen. You know, an interesting part in this is that Jesus did not look down on her. When she came and then she touched Jesus, Jesus stopped. Because of his love, Jesus will always stop for you. At any point in time, I don't know what you are going through. Maybe you are carrying something in in your mind that nobody knows. Maybe you are carrying an infirmity for a while that nobody knows. Maybe you are struggling. Oh, you don't have friends. You are struggling. You are having issues uh, with your family members. You are having issues uh, in your place of work. I don't know the kind of trouble that you are facing. I'm sure your trouble was not as great as this woman's trouble. But because of the fact that Jesus loves her, when she called, Jesus stopped. I want you to know that if you call upon him, he will stop. Remember Blind Bartimus. The Bible says, when he passed by and he noticed that the, the master is passing, he shouted, "Jesus!" and Jesus stopped. You know, if you call him today, irrespective of what you are going through, because you are loved, he will stop. 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 I can guarantee you. That he's just a call away from you. You know, he's not just stopping. they don't look at that gyros. Uh, called him and he said, I will walk with you. And he walked with him. It wasn't that the, the the problem was over when he was working with him. They were about going to solve the problem. And while they were going, you works with it. whatever problem that you are in I want you to know that the one that loves you that one has not le- left you he's not leaving you you are not in that problem alone he said I will never leave you nor forsake you you remember the, the 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 Hebrew children that they were thrown into the fire have you ever thought about it that Jesus did not quench the fire have you ever thought about it that he did not stop them from throwing them into the fire but inside the fire, inside the problem, he was there. The fourth man standing by There, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. Why? Because I love you. Because you are loved. In that situation that you have found yourself, oh Jesus is there with you. In that situation that you seemingly think you are there alone, he is there with you. Because he has come to Tabernacle with you. What else can he do? After you he, he, he gave your life to Christ, he gave you the gift of him. Sending the spirit to live in you. Why? Because he wants to constantly work with you, like he walked with virus physically. Yeah, he's working with you because he's inside of you. So don't bow to that challenges. Don't bow to that problems. Don't bow to all those things that are around you that seemingly that they, they, they seemingly they are trying to squeeze you into your into their mood. They are trying to make you believe that God is not with you, or maybe you are beginning to think that He has left you. How will you declare? He's I will not leave you, I will not forsake you. How do I know that? He said nothing, 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 nothing can separate us from the love of God. He said nothing. And that nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing. You find it in the book of Romans. He said death cannot separate you from His love. That is how much He loves you. He says death cannot, life cannot separate you. That is how much He loves you. Maybe we should just take a look at the book of Romans and see all that he listed the concerning uh, 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 the separation that cannot take place because he has loved you with an everlasting love. He has loved you with his full love. He has loved you that, like they would say, with his full chest. He didn't leave anything. He didn't leave anything uh, uh, behind. In Romans chapter eight and in the verse uh, 38, Paul saying, and I am convinced, that nothing can ever separate us from god's love nothing nothing means nothing he loves you you are loved including your sin including your challenges including the struggles including your boss in the office including your work nothing 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 he said neither death nor life even when you die he still loves you because your death is just a transition and you appear there and he continues to love you His love for you is total. His love for you is unwavering. His love for you is not fake. It's not a fluke and he loves you fully. He said nothing, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons. Angels cannot, demons cannot, the devil cannot stop God from loving you. He said neither our fears, whatever you are afraid of, whatever you are afraid of, whatever the challenges that are facing you, whatever, he said neither fears nor your worries, your fears for today or your worries about tomorrow. They are not strong enough, not even the powers of hell. The powers of hell cannot separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God. And that is revealed revealed in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. My brethren, you are loved. Say to yourself that I am loved. I'm the love child of a loved God. Say to yourself that God has showered me with his love. Oh, that God has not left me alone. I am loved of God. I am loved of God. I am loved of God. Hallelujah. Irrespective of what you are going through. Oh, he will walk with you in that situation. He will walk with you. He will not just walk with you. Because you remember when he walked with Dairosa, it was as if there was no more hope. They came and told him that your daughter is dead. They came and told him that there was no more hope. I don't know the situation that you are found yourself. I don't know the report that you are getting, maybe from the doctor, maybe from the hospital, maybe from uh, uh, your, your, your your officer, maybe in your business. And they are saying that it is impossible. They are saying oh, the ah, the are They are saying it's finished, that we have closed the door. My brother, my sister, I come to announce to you today that the one that has life the one that carries solution the one that has the heart of the man in the center, and it can turn into any direction that he wills that one is working with you and like he will follow tyros into that dead situation into that situation that seemingly look impossible they say don't trouble the master they say to you don't bother again we have closed this application hallelujah Oh, they are joking. They are joking. Uh. Oh, because God is for you. Because God is on your side. God has not given up on you. God has not closed the door against you. He has not closed the receiving of the application in the Spirit. Uh. Therefore, that door remains open. Uh, because he will go like he went to Dairos. Uh, and he will, he will revive. He will revive. He will revive like he revived the child. He said to the child, he said, daughter, bear up. And he get up. She got up. Life came into her. That situation will reverse her. Uh. That challenges will change. That situation that seemingly look difficult uh, will become solvable. Wisdom will come. You will know what to do. You will know what to do to turn things around. You will know what to do to change the things that needs to be changed. You will know what to say that will touch men, that will touch women, and they will work in your favours. Angels will go ahead uh, and they will turn things around with you. I want you to know that in that situation, He is with you. If followed that route. He followed Dairos to the, to, the, to the doctor and he brought life back. Life will come into that situation. Oh, don't think. Uh, oh, don't think like the world will do. Ah, here is Dairos uh, and here is the woman. Jesus stopped attending to the woman. It does not mean that he has stopped attending. To, he is not going to attend to Dairos. Don't look at it and say, because somebody is being attended to, somebody is being favored, somebody is being blessed, that you are not going to be blessed or they are taking your turn or they are disturbing you. Oh, the love! Oh, he goes round. It's for everybody. He attended to both of them. He attended to Darius. It's just a matter of time. Your testimony will come. Celebrate those that he's working for. Celebrate those. Rejoice with them that rejoice. Your testimony will come. Your time will come. Your time will come. Just rejoice with them and say to yourself, "He that has done it for them." will do it for me why because he loves me why because he has not forgotten me why because I am loved for him and I am his daughter I am his son and I will, he will do likewise to me that woman went uh, all about spending her money oh she spent all of her money yet she did not get a cure you know the beauty about it Jesus did not collect a dime Something that won't cost a dime. She went about spending money. May God open her eyes. May He give us direction so that we link up within on time on issues instead of wasting time and wasting resources. That will not be our story. Jesus, Jesus attended to virus. Jesus attended to the woman. Jesus resurrected uh, 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 the, the the daughter of virus and for oh, the woman with the issue of blood. I to your life this morning. I declare anything that is dead that needs to come to life, they begin to come to life in the name of Jesus. Uh, anyone that needs healing, uh, any situation that you find yourself emotional healing, uh, oh, they come. Uh, spiritual healing, they come. Healing in your body. I declare it now as we speak. Uh, let healing come to that part of your body in the name of Jesus. Right? Because you are loved of it. You are loved of him, you are loved of him, you are loved of him, you are loved of him. Jesus will walk with you, but just call him, he will stop to attend to you. And like he did, that woman came from being ostracized into the crowd and met Jesus. And Jesus spoke to her, Jesus called that daughter, and that is the only person that Jesus had. Are uh, called daughter in the scriptures. You hear him say daughter of Abraham, you say daughters of Jerusalem, but this is the only one he calls daughter. You are God's daughter. You are God's son. It's a privilege. He has loved you with his everlasting love. So don't give up. Don't look down. Talking about what is happening, just trust him and he will come true for you. Declare it. Say it. I'm loved. I am loved. And because I am loved, uh, oh I receive all uh, oh, life into every death situation, I receive healing into every situation, I receive grace uh, to continue to push through, those are open for me, those are not closed against me in the name of Jesus, uh, oh my testimony is complete and so shall it be in the name of jesus as you set out this week i declare that this week is a marvelous one for you i declare that in this week you will experience the awesome intervention of god's power in your situation i declare that this week all that you have planned or will work out well you will be led of him you will redeem time you will not waste resources i declare that this week the lord will grant you favor god will grant you favor this week your mouth will fulfilled that with testimony in the name of Jesus. The Lord go ahead of you, prosper you, increase you and cause you to fulfill his plans and his purpose this week in the name of Jesus. Thank you for staying with me and have a a productive week. God bless you.